When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Drag Race Recap here on Reality TV Rehap Ups. I'm your host, Liana Boris, and today we're talking about RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 8, Episode 10. We are down to a top two, which is so weird to think about. Like, what is this, the final two of Survivor? I don't know. It's a bizarre format, but you know what? We still have two episodes left two queens, and my favorite two podcasters. So let me welcome in our wonderful <laughs> panel here to help us break everything down. First, he looks fantastic. It is Amon Adwin. Amon, how are you? I certainly look better than I feel. <laughs> 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 but I'm great. I'm happy to be here. Um, and yeah, I am just as bewildered as you are with uh, the way that they chose to do this. So I'm I'm excited to talk about it in debrief. Mother Rue may not exercise a save the top three, but I certainly will for this woman, Beth Dixon. <laughs> Beth, how are you? I'm doing well. You know, I'm thinking about the two theme. And of course, I have to go to season two, Queen Tatiana and say choices for this format. But I am excited for a, a top two. I like that we're switching things up a little bit, keeping both us and the queens on their toes. So let's get mm -hmm. into it. I was almost yeah. going to say for these hoes. I, mean, I don't know why. I just like decided to be like a little Dr. Seuss. 
today. <laughs> We're in our rhyming era. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, look, I mean, I, th- I think there's actually a lot to talk about when it comes yeah. to the format and the decisions that were made because it kind of hit me last night, the Queen of the Fame games, because it was seems like a weird choice to do the Queen of the Fame games and go down to a top two in the same season, but that could potentially be intentional, right? Because as soon as Jessica Wilde got eliminated... I saw a ton of people being like, oh, Jessica Wilde for the Fame Games, I'm on. Jessica Wilde for the Fame Games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, I feel like, I feel like, I, I like the fact that they have been showcasing all of the looks like after the end of each Untucked episode. And a piece of was like, okay, well, it looks like the people that have been eliminated the longest are probably going to have the biggest advantage. But no, I feel like if you're still on the show as well, you know, you're just building a case for yourself. Like the, the further that you get, and like the more of a robbed goddess you are, the more likely it is that she'll catch some votes for the fame game. So, you know, like maybe she might actually be able to snatch a win. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Do you all think that this is like qualitative research on behalf of RuPaul's Drag Race to try to get in touch with the fan base and be like, let's see what kinds of queens they're going to vote for at the end of a season like this with returning queens. And like, maybe this will help inform what they choose to do for regular seasons or whatever the case might be. Because like, there's a part of, I really don't think it's that. But I do think that there's probably a part of this that is related Mm -hmm. to trying to get a, a, a pulse on the viewing fandom Mm-hmm. Um, that's beyond like Twitter and Facebook. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we've already seen them. We've already been speculating about whether or not like, and this is like a soft spoiler, not confirmed. We were already been speculating about why Chanel just randomly popped up on this season. And now it is starting to like, the rumors are beginning to swirl that she is going to be on All Stars 9. So I would not be Ooh. surprised if there's like a you know, some type of like, let's figure out like how the fans are responding to this group of queens yeah. and how to best move forward. Not, mm-hmm. not be surprised at all. I, that's actually interesting because when we think about the Lipstick Assassins as well, I think there's been a lot of, oh, okay. Not that necessarily like it's a bad decision per se, except for potentially Nikki Doll, but I think that's easily explained by Drag Race France. But like Priyanka, for example, in this episode, uh, also... Mm-hmm. Oh my God, get her on all winners too, right? Which totally I would be super excited for. I love Priyanka. It was so fun to see her. But it's just like, not that it's, not that it's a bad decision. It just seems a little bit like, oh, okay, we're going to pull from like the winner of Canada season one (laughs) to a US all-star season. Like, I don't know. There just seemed like a little bit of a, maybe we're trying to be full-on globalization here where Mm -hmm. every queen from every franchise can come but it feels like (laughs) to america (laughs) to america i guess the drag un (laughs) come visit Uh, but yeah i don't know like more exchanges although it feels intentional like to me i felt like oh okay what's the reason behind this decision what's the reason behind choosing this person is it because they're going to come back on an all-star season or because you know they're going to be hosting new wow content or, or or something else like it everything feels very strategic and so to put the fame games in that perspective as well from the voting of like what are we going to learn from this information I think that's also kind of a cool concept definitely I think it's going to be interesting you know just kind of thinking a little bit about the fame games of course now we know that next week uh, we're going to get a fame games episode which some of us are kind of speculated about whether it was going to be like that or a reunion or something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. Um, which I'm excited about I think it makes sense but I I'm also interested to see, you know, for the past few weeks, I 
have maybe it's just because of who my timeline is, but I've seen a lot of case for support for like Darian on my timeline. Um, and so I'm really interested to see, you know, now with Jessica leaving, I think that she had like everybody's heart for the winner. Like, I think a lot of us were like, oh my God, a Jessica win would be great or at the very least get her in the top two. Now that mm -hmm. she hasn't made that, um, I think that there's, like you said, Liana, I could see a lot of people say, you know what? She deserves something. So let's give her the Fame Games crown. Hmm. I've also seen Darian Lake. I don't know if it's because both of us are sort of in that general geographic. Yeah. <laughs> Why did it like coming up? But I think a lot of people have been taken with her snow bunny look, for example, doing mm -hmm. the cocaine look, right? I mean, creative yes. ways. Yeah, drugs. Yeah, let's support drugs. Yay, drugs. Round of Yay, drugs. For drugs. Good job, drugs. Yeah. Yes. I, I think a lot of people have, have uh, supported that creativity. But yes, with Jessica, I think, I think it's interesting. And it's also so interesting that we're going to do this. I mean, we'll talk about this week's episode. Don't get me wrong. But what's on my mind is what's going to happen in these next couple of weeks, because yeah. we're going to, I guess, I'm on what is like a talent. It's like the talent show, but it's mm -hmm. for the fame games. But I guess are Jimbo and Candy performing? Like, does this have anything to do with the main episode? It feels like I just solely fame games. Yeah, I don't think that they'll be performing. I can totally see it like sort of like what happened with All Star 6 where um, the rest of the queens just sort of spent the entire time in the workroom watching Silky destroy the rest of the girls. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I could totally see something like that happening um, because, yeah, like I feel like it's just one last ditch effort to get these queens um, some exposure before the voting opens. So, yeah, just a regular talent show episode and we'll see. That happens. I don't know if like mm -hmm. there's going to be like a winner. Like I feel like that wouldn't mm -hmm. be fair if RuPaul like is like okay, you won the 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 talent, talent. show because doesn't that sort of like yeah. sway the votes? Like I don't know. So right. I think it's just a showcase. I guess I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's going to be interesting. And hopefully, Beth, for you, a mini reunion. <laughs> Ah, uh, I would love that. It would be so great. And I do think, I mean, I, you can't bring all the queens back and have them work on something and have them in the workroom not discussing, the you season. know, drama mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Because I imagine for, especially for the people like Monica and uh, Kasha and um, Darian who weren't, and um, Nasha who weren't there for the Heidi drama, I think it'd be interesting to hear like, oh, so that happened? You know, mm -hmm. like... Um, I think that it'll be really interesting for all of that to be hashed out. Um, I could see some Lala versus Alexis versus Candy. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Hopefully. We I think her? Beth, we lost Beth for a bit. Oh. Um, but oh, I, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Continue. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry if you, if you lost me. Um, I am in the basement, so I don't know if I'm having internet problems or not, but, um, but no, I just, I could see like there's some being some drama hashed out. Mm-hmm. For sure. I want Alexis and Candy. That's what I want. I want Alexis to go up to, I mean, I don't know. I think Alexis might fold, but like, I would love for her to go to Candy and be like, what the hell, girl? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, um, do that. Go ahead, Alexis, you do that. And then turn around <laughs> and look at freaking uh, La La Ri as she's addressing your ass. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's what I want. Lest we not throw stones in a glass mm. ass house. Yes. All right. Let's we'll get to all of that fun goodness next week and hopefully drama. But let's dig into what we saw this week on episode 10. So here we get our first mini challenge. 
Have we had a mini challenge at this season? I don't remember, but we get a mini challenge. Um, and it felt a little bit out of place because I thought the mini challenge was going to be used to determine who gets to make over whom in the makeover challenge. But it was just like, okay, we, I guess are promoting the Jean-Paul Gaultier perfume. So can you just like make over a bottle and do a little ad spot for that? And then that has nothing to do with anything. I guess Jessica Wilde wants some money before she got eliminated. So that's fun. I think it was mostly like, hi, we have three Queens. Let's fill some time. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. You have can to we get to sponsor $2,500? We'll do a challenge in your name and go. Sure, but, go for it. Uh, yeah. Any standouts? I did not think Jessica should have won that. And I love her. I really, I really felt like, um, I felt like Jimbo for me probably had like the most, I could see how everything worked together. I thought it was smart and clever and funny. Um, and I, I kind of liked hers the best. I think I would have forgotten that this had happened in the episode if I hadn't written it down. Like, that's how much it registered in my brain as part of the episode. Not that it wasn't, I mean, good. They did a great job. They actually looked, the makeup looked really good. Like, 45 minutes? How long? Yeah, exactly. I was like, wow, that's Mm -hmm. amazing. They really practiced the quick drag and they had to make the corsets or at least stick shit on the corsets, I guess. Anyway. Do you think this is to prepare them? <laughs> yeah, you're not alone, Amon. Do you think this was to prepare them for doing quick drag after they put together their, you know, makeover partners? <laughs> Be like, hi, you're gonna have to do quick drag this week. Let's do a mini challenge. Yeah, <laughs> they really did. They spent so much time with the uh, with their makeover partner, and then had to like, and next thing you know, it was uh, cover girl put the base in your walk. Quick turnaround, rush. <laughs> This week's main challenge brought to you by the letter L, lesbians. And so this is a makeover challenge happening at the top three, which feels bizarre. But you know what? We are here for it. We're going to get three super fun personalities. We have Amanda, Amanda Faye. We have Angie and Lisa all come in to get made over by our final three queens, which, again, I thought they were going to use the mini challenge to determine who picked whom, but instead they did random, which I don't inherently have a problem with. Again, just felt bizarre. And so not only do the Queens have to make over their partners, but they also have to put together a lip sync choreo performance. Although I don't think the choreography was necessarily required. It just had to be some type of lip sync performance. So that is what we're dealing with today. Amon, what's the first thing that stands out to you about this? What do you want to talk about first? Amanda. <laughs> Amanda. I kept hearing Amanda. my name. Like my ears were perking up every damn time. <laughs> what? Which reminds me, me so much of like before, like iPhones got a little smarter. Every time I would type my name, it would always autocorrect it to Amanda. And I was like, oh my God, please. <laughs> All right. But um, yeah, this was, I, I do like that there was like some commentary here about like how, um, the L's in the LGBTQIA plus community can be a little overshadowed. Um, Mm -hmm. I always felt like it was an interesting observation that um, even within an oppressed group, like the men sort of seem to be the ones that are like at the forefront of everything all the time. And I was like, oh, wow. So we really haven't learned a damn thing. Um, So I I liked that it was um, that they talked about that and how like they are a lot of like they show up 
at all of the events, all the fights, all the protests, they're right there, but they don't always get the same amount of visibility when you mm-hmm. think of the word gay. I feel like a lot of people just automatically think of gay men as opposed to gay women. So I, I was really appreciative of that. Yeah, I think it's also, I like that. I mean, they RuPaul literally glossed over it, but I mean, with the AIDS crisis, lesbians were really the ones who were taking care of um, the gay men who were afflicted um, by the, you know, the pandemic, um, the epidemic of it all. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's really great to play some homage and we get some really wonderful stories out of this that showcase the side of, you know, um, how gender and sexuality are intertwined with certain expectations, how masculinity and femininity um, intertwine and are separate and, the, and lesbian stories as well. Um, you know, for we have 16 or no, sorry, 15 regular seasons plus, you know, now eight all-star seasons and super celebrity and all these other different things that show what it's like for men to explore their femininity. But it was really an important sphere, I think, for us to be able to look and say, oh, this is what it's like for a mask presenting lesbian to explore femininity, or this is why this might be triggering. This might be why this is something, uh, a story that we normally don't get to see. So I really love that we got to see um, the, the lesbian makeover this week. It felt long overdue. Like once it happened, I was like, why were we not doing this sooner? <laughs> uh, because I think when you have a platform that's all like the biggest, one of the biggest platforms when it comes to representing the queer community, I guess, is an umbrella, even though it's a very narrow subset. It just yeah. felt like, oh, yeah, we <laughs> we should be able to highlight these stories more. And I think that my initial reaction was I wish we had done this earlier in the season when there were more Queens, but then I realized the opportunity of having so few is we really got to focus on those stories. So we got to hear the individual stories of the three um, uh, lesbians who are on the show and have them connect with the part, their partners, their makeover partners. And I think to be able to like go into detail about, Look, I, I think it was Lisa who was talking about had a very shared, similar experience to Jessica Wilde of like being mm-hmm. bullied and not being accepted, you know, by family members, which unfortunately mm-hmm. is all too common. She ran away and we got to hear her perspective on it. And of course, the interplay of priding yourself and stepping away from femininity and what it means to step back into that and how uncomfortable mm-hmm. that can be because it's literally at odds with who you are and Mm -hmm. what you were bullied for. Right. And so I think that that was so, so interesting. I really enjoyed this episode quite a bit when we actually got into sort of the nitty gritty of the relationships and getting to know the makeover partners on the show. Yeah. I it's, it was nice. Like just like you both have said, just to sort of see a small little subset of the lesbian community and how someone can be a little bit more masked. Someone can sort of like be in the in-between. Someone can want to present themselves as more feminine. And like, how do you, how does that inform how you dress, how you, what your experiences were like growing up? How, how do you walk? How do you speak? And how is getting up in drag? Like, what does that do to your confidence? What does that do um, to your mindset? It was just like, it was, it was interesting. Cause I feel like, you know, with drag waste, it's sort of like, it's a lot of gay men most of the time with a few trans women smattered in there um, just expressing hyper femininity all the time. Um, so we sort of like, we, we get that. We get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. just nice to sort of see another section of the queer community sort of like also explore their gender identity and like how that informs 
their experiences. So yeah, it was just it was it was it was just like a reminder to me, um, just like how diverse this community can be. Because I know in my day to day life, I'm sort of surrounded by other gay men. I don't really like when I was thinking about watching this episode. I was like, I don't really know a lot of lesbians like in real life, like on TV and media, yes, but like in my day to day circles, I'm like, I don't really have a lot of lesbian friends, and like a lot of a lot of the time i'm like is that because they're not around and like surely they're not because if there's this many gay men around (laughs) i'm sure that they're everywhere i just i just haven't talked to them so it's it it really rang true to me just how unspoken a lot of the times other people in the um in the queer community are i thought it was so funny like when they brought the pit crew member out and the lesbians like had little to no reaction (laughs) it was so good it, I literally noted that too, Ahmad. I was sitting there watching it. I was just like, and they're like, and a man. Okay, great. Her <laughs> sure. me was like, cool. should they have done like a really hot woman? But then I was like, yeah, that's kind of like too pandery. So just, let's just keep it to the big crew. But it was just so funny. That, that, that like, the, so the, the queens were like, hey. And they're like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so God. Good. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> so I have... The makeover looks pulled up. We want to go through each of the pairs and we can sort of talk about their whole journey, the ultimate look, the performance, if we want to sort of discuss all of that, because as I guess what is known about the makeover challenge is that, you know, it's a little bit up to the discretion of the judges, ultimately who they want to send forward. So I think we can get into whether or not candy was the right decision in terms of the winner. And if we agree with that, no. well, Beth, <laughs> let's, let's get into it. Is Jessica no. wild then your pick? Because yes. Have, oh, okay. <laughs> so, and podcast over. No, um, <laughs> no. So, I, yeah. so here's the thing. Okay. I have a number of issues that is even kind of outlined by the queens in this episode with having a makeover episode be the determination of who is going to be essentially vying for the crown in the final two. I've never liked a makeover challenge being the last main challenge. Um, It's fine for a second to last one. I'm okay with that. But as like the determination of who's going to move forward to the crown, you're depending on people who may or may not be comfortable with drag, who may or may not be comfortable with certain aspects um, of themselves. And it's, it's inherently unfair, I think, Um, especially in this case, I like that it was, Hey, okay, we're just going to have the universe decide whatever that's like, whatever. So it's randomized. Okay, great. That and inherently I think is fair. But the issue is, what are you basing it off of judges? Are you basing it off of how they look? Because two queens looked amazing or uh, two two of the the makeover challenges I thought looked like amazing. We were looking at one right now in terms of outfits. I think Jessica wins. I think this is a family resemblance that looks amazing. The, The makeup and everything. I'm getting family resemblance. Or are you going off of how they present themselves as in drag? Because then Candy definitely should have won. And inherently, you can't control how somebody is going to present themselves on the stage. You can do the best that you can. But at the end of the day, like it's inherently unfair to say, have a day with this person, turn around and make sure that they're comfortable on stage. It's not like you chose them out of all the people who auditioned or cast were cast for this. So I, I've always had an issue with this being inherently like, okay, well, Jessica, you have to go home now because 
for some reason we chose candy over you, even though your outfits were definitely the most fashionable, the most out of the box kind of thing. Um, I agree with the, the, the one comment about the shoe. And I think that mm-hmm. her makeover um, uh, with Kitty was she looked a lot like her, but Kitty also lacked probably the most confidence on the stage. Mm-hmm. Is that something Jessica can help? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <clears throat> These episodes are always a little weird that way because I don't mean, I, I wonder like what it is, like when the casting calls go out for these makeover episodes, it's like, what do they tell these people? Because sometimes it's other celebrities. Like we, I think it was like, what was it? Season, season 10, where they have the influencers like Kingsley and Tyler Oakley and Frankie Grande. So those people, they know what they're getting into, right? But when it's like seemingly civilians, right, that they just grab from the street, essentially, it's like, what are they telling them when they're, you know, signing all the waivers to be on the show? Is it like, you have to be comfortable doing this. You have to be comfortable doing this. You're going to be wearing heels. You're going to be dancing. You're going to be doing all sorts of stuff that you probably don't do. Or is it kind of like to keep to keep like the 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 um the the genuineness of it? Do they kind of just say, "Hey, come be on the show, come hang out with the drag queens, and just have a good time"? Because, like you said, I don't necessarily know if it's fair to critique the shoe if the girl didn't want to wear the other shoes. Like you can't force her to wear something that she doesn't want to wear. And Jessica was like, I just want you to feel as comfortable as possible. I want you to have the most amount of confidence that you have, that you're going to be able to have on the stage. And for that to happen, I'm going to give you a comfy shoe to be on stage. And then they critique it. It's like, mm-hmm. what was she supposed to do? You know? And mm-hmm. then when it comes to Jimbo, I like the fact that we had Amanda come on the show and talk about and bring light to like how fashion mm-hmm. does not cater to larger people. Mm-hmm. And like almost everything that Jimbo was pulling out, she was like, that's not going to work. Not going to fit. Not going to fit. Mm-hmm, Need something else. Mm-hmm. Need something else. And it's like, can we fault Jimbo for having clothes that fit Jimbo? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So it's just the the judging. And I don't know, because to, to call this simple, I'm like, well, if that's all that she had for Amanda, then what else did you want her to do? I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just felt very yeah. ugh, sticky. If the it's a construction thing. challenge. And you have to make an outfit for both yourself. If that's in the prompt, you have to make outfits for both yourself and your family member. I would much rather have that than the choreography thing, which I think the choreography is really for like a moment for these, you know, in this case, these women to like let loose and have fun in their drag. That's really what it's for. It has. Did you say let loose? Let loose, baby. Let loose. Let loose. (laughs) Can we have a button anytime someone says let loose? But not just on this podcast. Like I would love, I would love for like Rob in the Kiva to be chatting on Renap, and all of a sudden someone says let loose, and just let loose, baby, let loose. So good. I mean, they said um, this was brought to you by the letter L. So <laughs> that's true. Yes. Um, also, side note: Laduca Shoes is closing down in New York City. So sad. Oh no! Which she was. Um, the shoes, uh, Laduca Shoes, which she oh, took her okay, last name for, uh, closing their storefront in. Or closed their storefront. I thought you were saying she was closing down. I was like, what happened? No, 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 no. no. She said, um, no, I totally agree, Iman. And I, I just I just think it should be a construction challenge and a makeover challenge all at one. I think mm-hmm. that's like the fairest way to do it. And then only judge it on the looks. I mean, we have loved when like 
people come out and have personality and such and drag. And that absolutely does help. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Sarge coming out as what was it? Wintergreen. Wintergreen. <laughs> yeah. Winter I mean, iconic. It was so good. Um, and we've seen like in all search too, with like the mothers and sisters and such who came out and that there was a familiar connection. The crew members obviously have some connection with the show, but there have been a few times, whether it's the bride and groom one, which they Mm. can't even air anymore because of the issues of the people who were on the show. Um, the veterans one in season five, um, this one now, is that the one with the guy that like threw up because he was just so uncomfortable in season six? Yeah. Yeah, The bride one. Um, where I think it kind of came to light afterwards that he didn't know that he was going to be doing the show and like his Mm. um, fiance had found out that he was cheating on her and this was her way of like getting back at him essentially um so (laughs) oh my god oh yeah there's a lot of tea so there's like a whole like essential i think it's i don't know if it's like a lawsuit but there's basically like legal reasons why they can't show that episode or put it like on paramount plus or anything so if you look at season six it it skips that episode so you don't get to see jocelyn fox go home Sad. Sad. <laughs> that was so that was her sad. family. It was like it was that was who she had was that was that family. So anyway. Dang. Yeah. So but I think like that's the whole point. And I, I just kind of I always go if the prompt is you have to show a family connection and a family resemblance and all that kind of stuff. That's what I always go off. I I am such a, a, a straight A student kind of person where I'm like, well, the, the instructions were this. And so I'm working mm-hmm. with what the instructions were. Um, but I don't know. I just, I always have an issue if they're basing off of like, well, her dress didn't fit her, but she had a great personality. So let's, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, okay. It's, it's, it's weird. It's, well, it's weird. The, the makeover challenge has a history of this. I saw someone post on Reddit. Um, so this was the post. And essentially, it's a reminder that only, ooh, oh no, only <laughs> one of these pairs ultimately ended up winning. So, spoiler alert if you're not familiar, but you, and by the way, it's Rebecca Glasscock from season yeah. one, but like Trinity didn't end up winning. Vangie, I remember feeling like she was robbed. Definitely Cheryl, who was sent mm-hmm. home, which was absolutely ridiculous. That was so um, stupid. So, I actually still, when I look at that photo, I have to do a double take to figure out which one is which Cheryl. one is which I yes. know. Right. And that's why it's like, OK, so don't even play with me that it's there's some criteria here, because I think that's what I've just like given up on when it comes to the judging is that the makeover challenge is always just going to be bullshit. So Mm -hmm. like whatever happens happens and I just have to see what their angle is and what the storyline is going to be because I do think that there's an argument that you could make for Candy winning and I think the argument is that you know her makeover partner Angie definitely felt like she was the most comfortable on stage and Mm -hmm. felt like she was living her fantasy the outfits definitely match the she hair. had the biggest transformation sure yeah i think that's definitely yes i think that's a good point too so you know if that's your criteria you could factor that in but then you know i'm looking like okay i could see a lot of critiques for the hair which i don't think was mentioned at all right yeah. i mean you could nitpick that in the same way that you could nitpick jessica wilde's shoe choices right for example that's like yeah. well they're sort of similar but they don't really match so that's distracting And I think I've just kind of like given up on trying to understand like what the true valid 
criteria is that the judges are using. So then I yeah. just sort of have to go based on like, what do I think and how I feel the the Queens did? Because to Beth's point, if we go back and think about Jessica Wilde, like, yeah, the the outfits probably are the highest fashion of all of them. Um, they're to me the most interesting. I love the silhouette of the mm-hmm. shoulder pads. And, but also Lisa probably was the most nervous on stage. So then it's like, okay, well, is that the criteria that I'm using? Like how comfortable the partners are? Because you could say that, well, part of the the challenge is to make your partner comfortable on stage. I think, unfortunately though, the Queens are all starting from different places and maybe that's just an inherent part of the challenge. That's what they have to deal with. I always feel bad too, like during these episodes when someone goes home because then their partner is just watching from the workroom, like, oh, no, it's my fault. It's my fault. And yeah. I, just, I hate that. I, I, I hate that. Especially, I always think about like when they did the family one back in All Stars 4, and then Manila went home and her fiance was just like, oh. <laughs> um wasn't it because i remember it was when um monet made over tyler oakley and monet got sent home i think Mm -hmm. that week and Mm -hmm. i was like tyler this is all you i mean i'm sorry i think the worst one (laughs) was when Alyssa edwards gets sent home on the anniversary the first anniversary of her mother's passing with her sister with her sister yes when she didn't deserve to go home and it was clearly roxy that needed to go home and (laughs) detox couldn't for the life of her choose Roxy. Oh my gosh. I remember that. Sorry, were, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do, <laughs> I couldn't it. do oh. it. And they were having conversation because it was, that was like such a huge topic for them. I mean, that was like a huge part of the episode of Alyssa and her sister talking about that in the workroom and everything. And then to like have her sent home at the end was just like, Oh yeah. <laughs> that, that to be like every once in a while, like Trixie and Katya on their podcast will mention that. And, and, and Katya will also go on her mother's passing <laughs> and of, like the day a year from the day her mother passed oh my was god messed up. Messed up. that was messed mm-hmm. up but i also think like if you think about the um the the uh the candy outfit in particular like the mm-hmm. biggest issue they had with jimbo's outfit was that it was really simple mm-hmm is that not also really simple? She had two of the same exact dress that are inverse. How many times have we seen that on the show? Like, this is and not a new idea. It didn't really give candy to me. It felt candy trying something new to me, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Like, they certainly, like, resemble one another. But it didn't really give me... This look doesn't scream candy muse to me. Yeah. Like, mm. it's, it's kind of screams... It screams Marsha, Marsha, Marsha to me, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's the 60s of it all, you know? <laughs> yeah, the hair, totally. Well, that's another factor, right, of what you could judge on is, is this your brand? Because we have seen branding challenges in the past where the queens have to really mm-hmm. put their foot down on. When you think X, what is it that you think of? When you think Jimbo, do you think clown, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's kind of what Jimbo was initially trying to do when she was looking at, you know, a lot of her more clowny looks. And ultimately, she ended up pivoting to this, I think, for multiple reasons. One, because, you know, you have to find something that's going to fit your partner, but also to find something that she's comfortable with. If Amanda Mm -hmm. wasn't comfortable, oh my gosh, the, the, the set um the moment in the workroom where 
Jimbo's entrance look from Canada season one, when she's trying to put that on Amanda and it's like the whole headpiece and the thing, I was like, she looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> so uncomfortable. So naturally Jimbo can't kind of do like her normal clown brand for this, right? Mm-hmm. She has to pivot for that. So is that going to detract? But also she's trying to make her partner comfortable, which goes back to the whole shoe thing for Jessica Watt. You know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah. there's so many factors at play here, which I think is almost what allows the judges to just nitpick whatever it is they want mm-hmm. in order because because you can judge on so many different things yeah. right judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Uh, let's see. What do we want to do? So we can go through... And let's give our rankings. Okay, so we'll okay. talk about each of the pairs and we can sort of give where we would rank as we know it's up in the air. You can rank based on whatever you want. What order would you give in terms of the win? So Beth, I know you would give Jessica Wilde the first place slot here. <clears throat> I would, yeah. Okay. Um, my second place would go to Candy and my third would go to Jimbo. Um, I felt like Jimbo in terms of like the transformation again was I Jimbo unfortunately painting is not her strongest suit and if that's like one of the biggest things it's not like she has like um a signature kind of paint to put on her face like we know that Jessica's going to have a glittery like bold lip um with with limited blush um we know that candy's gonna have a lot of pastel which is actually like i kind of disagree to a certain extent aman with your point about candy's not being candy-esque i know that this isn't the candy-esque like um outfit but the colors are very candy like i always when i think of candy i think of like pastel and color and and that kind of thing but i definitely also think like body positivity like showing off the body that kind of thing again we've seen from makeover challenges not exactly what people are the most uh most interested in doing if they're a guest Mm -hmm. but i do think that candy's makeover transformation was the most significant um i think the confidence obviously does help a lot Mm -hmm. um but i i just think that jessica's i thought she when you saw the moment that Lisa walked in the room, you could tell she was very like introverted and a little shy and that kind of thing. And you, you could tell that Jessica spent a lot of time investing in her to f- make her feel confident and connect with her and do those things. And this is a way more confident, outgoing version of Lisa Kitty is. 
And I think that that's a big transformation too. Was it the most like, oh, she's so glamorous, fierce. Yes, mama for the gods, the house down boots, whatever. No, but I don't think that that necessarily needs to be the challenge. So that's the way I just felt like in terms of outfits, in terms of paint, everything, Jessica gets my vote. Candy gets second. Jimbo gets third. All right, Amon, where do you land? I think I have to agree. I was like teetering back and forth between whether or not I think Candy or Jessica should mm-hmm. come in first. Um, I do think I do think in terms of like family resemblance, I think that Jessica should have taken this one only because like the hair, the face, it was very like if, like if you were to put them all side by side, I would be like that was Jessica for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think that she definitely takes that, and then I would say. Candy next, and then Jimbo last. I do think I, I I do think that the makeup um on Amanda was just sort of like it sort of like washed her out, mm-hmm. especially when we saw it back in the workroom when she turned around to look at herself. I was like, ooh, it's not what I thought it would be. But the hair is there, you know what I mean? Like that's certainly Jimbo hair. Um, she just needed she needed. And this is coming from me, even though I get annoyed with these, but she needed the tits. She needed more <laughs> titties in order for this to really, really resemble. She needed the twins, okay? The coconuts, okay? Yeah. I, I think I would also put Jimbo last. I think the makeup also really ages her, um, which Jimbo does mm-hmm. a little bit too, uh, but it did Amanda no favors. I think yeah. I would put a Jimbo last. And then I'm with Amon here. For me, it's a toss up. I When I first watched the episode, I would have given the win to Candy because I also am blinded by the charisma, right? You can't help but like watch yeah. that transformation and be like, oh, this definitely feels like a completely different person. So I think I'm going to put my vote on Candy ultimately is the winner, but I can't deny what Jessica did. And I totally love the choices that she made uh in terms of both the hair as well as the look the the face makeup because i think mm-hmm. all of that really works well and also to have these looks that worked i think that like two body suits like that's crazy i don't know she just got lucky with the size of her you know her partner which also maybe factors into play um but i can't fault candy also from being strategic i think with these dresses because you have a lot of wiggle room because even though the the judges brought up the fact that oh well you know on on cookie it was a little bit loose but that was probably strategic. So then that way, you know, she's got a little bit more flexibility. She's prepared for the makeover challenge. She knows it's coming. I can't fault that. So for the strategic yeah. element as well, I'm going to get like, candy. yeah, there's definitely a lot of wiggle room in that outfit. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> I think, but here's the thing. If you know that, then tailor the outfit for your, qu- that does not take hard, a lot of time. Like, well, and that was the, I think that was the critique, right? Yeah. Too. I don't know what, mater- it looks like latexy. I don't know. Yeah, maybe like it a, would be difficult to work with. And maybe. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it, I don't know. It was just interesting. I do want to give props. I think Lisa is wearing a corset. I think Kitty is wearing a corset. Mm-hmm. When you look at where um, Jessica's uh, bodysuit clearly has a corset underneath it has like the same kind of jut out on her mm-hmm. outfit too. Like if you look right, like below the navel area, right. that could just be the pattern. But I think she might be wearing a corset because she has that shape to her as well. So I also yeah. want to give some props there because not everybody can get on national television, wear a corset for presumably the first time. I don't know. Maybe not. But well, they said it's, uh, you know, you're going to be in pain. And that's mm-hmm. just what you got to do on the drag race <laughs> stage. 
Candy ultimately is the winner. And then we got some really weird nonsense about the way that the votes were going to go because it was like, oh, my God, if it's a tie, it goes back to Candy. And I was like, what are they going to do? Vote for themselves? I was like, why are you even talking about this? Like, this is so dumb. We should have just not even brought it up until the end, to be honest. And like, I am someone who loves logistics and would love to know about this stuff. And even I felt I was like, this is stupid. Uh, The dramatization was a lot. (laughs) Well, it's another. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And Priyanka being like, oh, I was like, girl, calm. Um, <laughs> but I <laughs> I was expecting it to be a save. I kept in the back of my head. I was like, oh, my God, they gave. I mean, Priyanka, I think, in my opinion, we'll talk about the lip sync, deserve the win. Yeah. But then I was like, this is the perfect opportunity. They're tied. So you can't make a decision. We're going to a top three. I was convinced until yeah. Jessica Wilde left the room. Then I watched Untucked. Then I was finally convinced that yes, yeah. indeed, she when had she left went the into that into that van and it said two queens remain. I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that when, was the moment <laughs> when she said, "Where's the video from RuPaul telling me that I'd stay?" Yeah. I was like, oh, "Is it happening?" And like, I literally was faked out by it. I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I, th- I really thought so too. It it, it 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 to be honest, like. And I'm I'm like the king of send these bitches home. Like I'm the king of that. But like in this instance, like just have the top three. Like there's nothing yeah. really need to go. Like I, I don't know. Especially on Especially a, a challenge like this. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. It just feels very dumb to me. Oh my god. I just, you do it you know, any I'm other a... time. Like you did it for candy. You did it for candy at like fucking top seven. Mm-hmm. But you can't do it for Jessica at top three when her ass hasn't been here since season two. Come on now, Rue. Come on now. Yeah. No, two it was things. So awful. Yeah, go. Yeah. Well, two things about this. So one, I was devastated. I was hoping that she would make the top three. I thought that would be fun. I saw no reason. Why not? But on the which again, yes, I was totally with them on here. I felt like such a hypocrite. I was like <laughs> constantly <laughs> saying extend a moment. I'm like, no, 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 not a limb, not a limb. Uh, but the good news is, and we talked about this at the top of the show, that Candy can't com- or Candy, Jessica can compete in the Queen of the Fame games or whatever, the Fame Games thing, which gives her an opportunity to win now sixty thousand dollars as a consequence of Candy losing the lip sync and the money can't go to next week there is no next week so it goes into the fame games which i think is also a smart decision yeah but not just get rid of that pool money i so here's my twist moving forward i don't want the tips to roll over week to week so that somebody wins like fifty thousand dollars one week i want it to always go towards the fame games because like yeah i think that would be such an interesting thing i also want this to turn into a survivor you can take anybody out of the competition doesn't have to be the bottoms but now you know who rupaul would have put in the bottom for the episode you have the immunity like let's see who you choose to vote home i think that would make for messy television that would be so entertaining and you'd be sending home people who potentially could win more than what the actually now i know that the prize is two hundred thousand, not one hundred thousand. but if the prize were Mm -hmm. you know a set amount and then like the fame games ends up being like over a hundred gram for example like you're telling me that you're sending someone home who could potentially win that money is that worth making the drama or not like i think that there's a lot of potential good tweaks here that could make it really interesting so more survivor yeah. less big brother <laughs> yeah. honest, that's what I, that's what when they first announced these rules because they started this in what season was it season four they did start doing this or was it season three i can't remember whenever they announced that these they were going to start doing it this way was it five was he, oh, it was the, five. The lip sync assassin? assassin, I think yep, it was five. It was, it was five. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I remember thinking, oh, shit, can, they can just eliminate anybody. And then it was like, oh, no, RuPaul will still choose the bottom two. And then they will choose out of the two. But yeah, I think that that would be 
very, very interesting to mm-hmm. just have just any random bitch just go home. That's scary. there's a lot of uh, the rumors next season are that it's going and also spoiler a little bit if ends up being true that it's going to be another non-elimination season. All the queens will be there for the entirety of the season again. I am fine with that as long as there is like, I liked the point system to a certain extent. I hope that they kind of tweak it just a little bit, but I like when you get to showcase the girl. This is why I like the fame games. I'm liking that. I have now followed all of the different Queens on social media and I've been seeing what they're posting and that kind of stuff. And yeah, maybe as a, someone who loves the show should have been doing that anyway, but like, I'm sorry. Like, I haven't been. And so this has forced me to want to do that. Excuse me. And I just really, really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I think it's also easier to get queens to come back to, mm-hmm. to an all-star season. Because if you say, I mean, okay. If you say, hey, come back to an all-star season, invest however much money into your looks. Oh, and you might go home episode two. I mean, what's the incentive there versus right. being able to say, look, you're going to come back. You're going to be here the whole time. You're going to be able to continue to promote yourself, promote your brand, show off what you have. And those looks aren't going to go to waste, which is what the fame games is, you know, trying to do. But this is like, right. would be the extra step for that. I, I'm fine with them playing around with these formats. You know, there may be criticisms in the moment, but I, I think that it's important for something like this to continue to experiment because mm-hmm. otherwise, I mean, it's going to be, like I, I just, I'm I'm okay with the experimentation from yeah. all. If they're going to keep having all these damn all star seasons, then at right. least, at the very least, exactly. just switch it up from time to time. So, let's go back and talk about the lip sync because Priyanka is our lip sync assassin, uh, and we get Destiny's Child. Aman, <laughs> let's go to you for your reactions to this. <laughs> I just love that there's so much Beyonce on Drag Race nowadays. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? Um, yeah, this is a classic. Like, the 90s in me was just like, oh, yes, mm. yes, jump it, jump it. Maybe some young man at home. Got this full of autos in their pockets full of ground. Why did they cut <laughs> the song down? They've done all the long versions of all these songs. And then this one, I wanted, like, the, like, the moment where she's like, you know, where they have like the like the spoken word at the very end. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I wanted him to be like, I don't worry about my girl, right? Like, I wanted to see what they would do with that. Be campy and such. I just thought it would be so much fun. They cut out so much. They I did. Love that they song. did. did it's, so that's a good lip sync song because it's like the lyrics are like really, really fast in the verse. Like, mm-hmm. you gotta get that down. Yeah. And you have like multiple levels to play with. With yeah. like what Candy did with the like follows, follows, right? Like that part. Mm-hmm. Which by yeah. the way, okay. <laughs> did Candy know the words? No. Because I don't think Candy knew the words. Oh, did she not? I don't you think so. Okay. I, I'm actually going to play devil's advocate to myself and to you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I think that she did know the words. And okay. I don't mean this as uh, to be mean. I really okay. don't. I mean this as like, a, I, this is an observation. I think her list comes across in her mm. uh, so it doesn't even it doesn't look quote unquote crisp when she's lip syncing because she's lisp syncing lisp <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, I love that yes she's lip syncing I can't even say that that's very hard to say <laughs> say that three times fast okay yes I mean she's definitely I, still... <laughs> and I think I've brought this up on this show before but every time I think I hear the word lisp 
I just keep thinking about when Kim Chi tweeted, stay away from meth. And then Bob replied, what mess? <laughs> it's so good. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah. What was I saying? My brain just completely died. Okay. Uh, yes. So Lisp also, but I think she, and she's done this before. She's very much, a you know, um, uh, what am I thinking of? Like she opens her mouth a lot, like watermelon. What, what is the thing that I'm thinking of? That's what he's doing. What? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just you know like, she she opens her mouth a lot. <laughs> she opens her mouth a lot. Same. When she has like when she has like a gap, like when she's just kind of like, yeah, yeah. Mouth. Well, and she like keeps her mouth open a lot and is not very yeah. crisp. I would say right. with yeah. the mouth movements. I'm watching yeah. her right now, and I, I I I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's- I, I'm going to say this again. I've said it all season and I apologize. I really hope I am not just harping on her for this, but because it's a, a part of who she is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she, she, like you said, she comes down the runway. Her mouth is a gate. You know, uh, she, she's in an acting challenge. If she's not in the mo- <laughs> mouth is open. And Sometimes it doesn't look sexy. It looks like she has no clue as to what's going on around her. Mm. And I think that combined with the fast lyrics and needing maybe a more crisp uh, lip sync, Mm. she, instead of coming across sexy, came across as, I don't know the words to this song. Yeah. that right now because I don't really know the words and that is all that's going on like I don't yeah. know okay I, multiple to, factors at play I think yeah to me it wasn't so much like the the, the words um that I've, were the reason why she lost it was more so I feel like the storytelling of her lip sync like the the, the choreo that she chose to go with so, mm-hmm. sort of like didn't really feel like it like matched a lot of the time there were moments where I was like okay I'm in it yeah candy yeah and then she would choose to do something I'd like she'd go down to the floor and I'm like that's not I don't think you should do that mm-hmm. here whereas I feel like yeah. with um Priyanka hers is a little bit more just like it just it felt very yeah there it just felt like it matched the song a lot more so I definitely agree that Priyanka yes be her. Priyanka matched the song a bit more but was also like comedically sexy if that makes it mm-hmm. if that makes sense like she wasn't trying to be Destiny's Child she was trying mm-hmm. to be Priyanka being funny and sexy at the same time. And I liked that. That was funny. It was campy. Um, they did a really, really cool uh, Priyanka, Shea Kule, and Jada did a really, really cool photo shoot where they um, recreated, oh, which Destiny's Child look was it? It was one of the, was it the Survivor look? I forget. But it was a Destiny's Child look and the three of them were like um, embodying Destiny's Child. It was, it was really, really cool. And I was like, I just thought that it was so interesting that she then ended up being Back yeah. on Drag Race doing mm-hmm. a Destiny's Child song. I'm and still I, laughing at Leanna saying Paranka. <laughs> that, <laughs> that just it transported me immediately to that Alyssa Edwards like <laughs> uh, a moment so in time. Uh, right. Well, and I think that what yes, like okay, so we you know I've talked a lot about like Candy. I feel like 
had some misses there, but I also think that Priyanka did a really great job. And so yeah. to give her her flowers for the performance and also to see, because this is the first time we hear in Antagonist, this is the first time she's met Rue. And to see Rue react positively to her, I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, thank God. I'm back. really happy that this is the case. <laughs> yes. So I think overall, it was just really funny. I felt like my serotonins were boosted with, uh, with Pri coming back. And I also, okay, so Priyanka wins. We get the double lip sync. Ultimately, it goes back to Candy. Uh, doesn't really change anything. Oh, Amon has posted the Destiny's Child's look. Let me pop that up here. Yeah, this oh, is yeah, really yeah, yeah. stunning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So stunning. Yeah. I will say. What is Shay, that Shay looks a lot like the pose that Shay has is a little bit more um, uh, wrestler in high school. Like walking down the the hallway, like ugh, like that is a little off for me, but it looks so good. Like their outfits, all of them look fierce. Now, because Priyanka wins, to go back to the lip sync, uh, we go back to Candy. So Candy ultimately still makes a decision, which is always going to come down to Candy. It didn't really matter what was going to happen, so I don't know why we went through this, but uh, Candy. I don't blame her. I what choice was she supposed to make? Like she was between a send Jimbo Jimbo home. Send Jimbo home. We've talked about this show. Okay, here's the thing. We have. We talked about it ad nauseum. I get it. There's so much at play, but you send the girl for it's about more than just a show. Send her home. Honestly, Candy was in a hard position for sure. But you do what you need to do. You cry about it. You implore, like you let the fans know. Like you in your next talking head, you say to us, "I know that people are going to be upset with me for sending home someone that was doing so well. Mm-hmm. I just ask you to put yourself in my position. If I want to win, if the name of the game is to win, and I spent all this money to come back and win, why on earth would I keep someone that won four challenges?" And did the worst this week. Home. But that's not the name of, I mean, yes, the name of the game is to win, but the name of the game is to promote yourself. The name of the game is to come off looking good. The name of the game is to be able to have longevity after this. I think if Candy is thinking like, look, I came out of my season not being the most well-liked, let me not send home the queen who's dominated, who is potentially a fan favorite. I think that's what's tough to judge is I don't think that, I mean, maybe, maybe the Queens in the moment realized that Jessica was going to be such a huge fan favorite. I don't think the producers did, but Jessica, you know, clearly is such a lovable human being. And so maybe if Candy, I think, had had a better understanding of that, that she was going to be sending home a fan favorite regardless, then maybe that changes her mind. I can understand her decision. I've also seen some criticism, and this is no place for me to comment as a white person, but there's been some criticism of people saying, like, we could have had two Mm. Latin queens in the final two, and this could have been iconic and a wonderful moment for a celebration there. Um, And instead, what we now know is, like, I really don't see a road for Candy to win. Period. So instead, we're going to add another white face. So that is something that has been put out there and said. And I see validity there from those communities, for sure. Look. (laughs) I 
I sympathize with these queens. I really do because it is it's ridiculous that the fans really have this much power to affect how this stuff is going to go. I think it's y'all. People just need like we've said it. We've preached about it on the show all the time. These fans need to calm down. Mm-hmm. Like Jimbo not winning All Stars eight is fine. Like she mm-hmm. came. She did a great job. She obviously is going to have a lot of opportunities, whether she wins or not. She will make the, the prize money back in a year. I guarantee it. So mm-hmm. she's going to be just fine if Candy wants to send her home so that she can win and have. And I think I disagree with people saying that there's no place for Candy to win. I think that there is, because if at this point, if I'm remembering correctly, this means that uh, Jessica would have been in the bottom three times. Candy's only been in the bottom twice, and she's won twice. Jessica's only won once. So if they're doing like lip sync as well as holistic competition, Candy beats Jessica. So I think yeah. that there is a mm. there there is a road there, and I'm like, yeah, no, I agree with that. That's why I'm saying like I think. There's not a road against Jimbo. There was definitely a road against Jessica. And mm-hmm. I think strategically for herself, for the crown, it makes sense. It makes sense from a historical perspective in terms of identity. It makes sense um, in terms of what the challenge was this week. The only place it doesn't make sense is the fact that Jimbo's won multiple times. But they have voted out people who did poorly just that week. You know what I mean? And it's and there's how many times do the queens not agree with where the judges were saying who was in the top and the bottom? So my whole thing is that when it comes to sending people home. I always think you should send home who you think is most advantageous. And if earlier in the season we're doing a whole collective, we're going to go off a track record. Great. That doesn't work towards the end. You have to be strategic as to who you if, if it's about the crown for you. Then you got it, mm-hmm. which I think it is for Candy. I think Candy genuinely wants to win that crown. I think they all do at this place. You know, they can see it and they can visualize it. But Candy has always been someone who I see is like uh, very competitive. Um, and I'm sure this was very tough. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to stick to my lines and that's it. I'm not going to think about it. Like, I don't think it's that. I think there was a lot that she had to go into this decision. Yeah. But I, I again I know that. Like and I, I don't want people to think that I'm not like being sympathetic when you're listening because I know the comments are going to be coming and are oh, gonna yeah. come from me. Even when I tweeted it out, people were like, no, not they so I know like I Candy was going to lose either way in terms of like <laughs> the audience perspective. <laughs> right. right. That's what I'm no, saying. No, not the crown. Kind of yeah. A yeah. rock in a hard right. place. Right. There like no, what? there was there's no way for her to come out of this queen. There's just no right. way. That's Versus why I'm like, you Jessica, might as well just- <laughs> That's what I think is interesting. Like, I was trying to put my, like, what if each person won? And if they had chosen, you know, like, if Jessica had won, I think she could have eliminated either one and people would still be like, wow, Jessica, like Jessica did what she had to do when she got rid of Jimbo or wow, Jessica got rid of Candy because it was the right decision. Like, I don't think that she would get as much slack, uh, uh, yeah. flack for it. And then I think with Jimbo, if she eliminated Candy, it would be like, ah, oh, well, you know what? Candy was two-faced to Alexa the week before. We're just continuing this tradition. Like, good for you. Or, <laughs> um, you know, if she eliminated Jessica, I think that that would have been like a, you know what? We're upset about it, but 
she had the worst track record. Like, I can mm. see that. Maybe I that's just, why RuPaul I think it's made candy, candy win. I, that's, I would not be shocked by that. Because Jessica could have won this challenge, but she was like, I know Jessica might actually send Jimbo home, so let me, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> let me just give this I think to Jessica Candy real would quick. send Jimbo home. That is a huge spider on the wall. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, uh, look... I, I, I feel for Candy here because I know that she was probably in that workroom like, oh my God, like I know that this is probably a two hundred thousand dollar mistake that I'm about to make, but like, you know, what can I do? You know, and I so I know that she she spent a lot of time thinking about it and that like it's the way that this show has become it is just so it's just better for a lot of these queens to just try to rectify their image and but then I think about the iconic eliminations of people like, like when when Naomi sent home Manila, it was like, yes, like sent her home. So I'm just like, uh, I just wish that we could have more of that because, like, if if the season, if you're gonna have all stars rules, right? But then these queens are gonna do everything in their power to negate the rules by just going by track record the entire time. Then it's just What's a regular point? season, a drag race. Agreed. <laughs> you know? Agreed. So, I don't know. It just. <sighs> I, I think know. what it's we just liked an about this debate, it just will all, we'll yeah. always go back and forth every single time. I think what we liked about this season in the beginning is that it seemed like queens were just voting where they wanted um, mm-hmm. rather than going with a collective. And then I think it's unfortunate that those are the queens who went. And then we have, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. right, 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 right. Who are the, like, what is the point of the voting? If it's just going to be, well, what did RuPaul say? Let's just do that. Yeah. Mm. Look, Cody didn't (laughs) cut Derek his first time around. Maybe Candy is preparing for a country versus the world season and she's going to come back and win. Okay. And also, you know what? Long term. It's setting it up for another, (laughs) another, fuck, like two seasons in a row now because we saw what happened. Jinx versus Monet. Monet clearly beat her and Jinx still won. And then it's just mm-hmm. going to be the same thing again where Candy is going to murder Jimbo in this lipstick and it's going to be like, Jimbo wins! It's just like, it's just so <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Was like, if Jessica, because if Jessica makes it there, it's like, honestly, you could make an <laughs> argument. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure, in track record, but I think Jessica also has just done super well and consistent throughout the competition. So like, mm-hmm. Maybe they were like, oh, let's just put Candy there. It'll be easy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Candy's about Who to become knows? like the next, uh, what's it called? Uh, Juju B making it to the top three. <laughs> or making it to the top two over right. and over again. So mm-hmm. put her on one of the uh, like UK versus the world season three or whatever the hell and get her to the top two again. And, <laughs> and never come back for another All Stars in a couple of years. And then she can tie Juju B's record of how many appearances <laughs> she's been in. <laughs> All right. I think we've covered everything. We are getting down to our last two episodes. We have our fame game episode next week and then the finale the week after that. Oh, we're doing it, gang. Mm -hmm. We got this. This one felt like it went back really quickly. It did. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we only had three people to check in on, really. So I think that that sometimes makes it faster. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, what social media do you want to put? What do you want to plug them on? Um, are we threading? Are we tweeting? What are we, are we doing? <laughs> well, as always, I'm at Amon Adwin on threads, on Twitter, 
on Instagram, oh. on Spill, on Twitch, everywhere, baby. I'm on Adwin. <laughs> oh, it. Beth, what about Meet you? Me in the metaverse. <laughs> 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 um, I am at Augusta Wind 11 on all of my social media, including threads, which is new. Um, so feel free to follow me there. Um, and I, I think it'll be this week, but it might be next week. Um, I'm going to, uh, I recorded, uh, with, um, Oh my gosh, Nigel and uh, Kevin. And uh, so you thought you knew, and we talked a little bit about Ozzy and whether or not he is considered to be, uh, one of the best non-winners of Survivor. So we had a nice conversation regarding mm. that. So feel free to check that out. Love oh, that. I will be. Oh, I don't know if it's announced yet, but by the time it oh. comes out, it might be. I'm yeah. on the next drafting podcast Ooh. this week. I don't know if it's uh, announced. So I won't what, are you what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who cares? Are we allowed to say? Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, um, we are draft. I think we're drafting comps this time. Ooh, fun! Well, I can't wait for everyone to be so excited about the Battle of the Block. So (laughs) (laughs) I think that falls under twists. Oh dang! It wasn't that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yes, wall number one. Wall. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those. Oh well, it's gonna be pressure cooker. It's gonna be the number one one. I bet. Yeah, whoever gets that is gonna be. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. You can find me on, I don't know, just Google me, Leona Boris. You'll find me. I also have threads. I threaded. I'm super excited. And then I forgot that I had it. And then I was like, it's fine. Meta, steal my data. Whatever, yeah. I mean, out. like, at you already point. have your data if you I have know, Instagram. It's like, yeah, so it's Instagram like, and a Facebook. Like, I'm already. Whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. All right. Well, if you want to leave your star ratings and reviews for us, you can do so. Robiswebsite.com slash drag race. Head on over there to give us feedback helps with visibility even though it's the end of the season we still appreciate your reviews thank you to the whole rhap team for all their help behind the scenes and we'll talk to y'all soon bye hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.